and also someone who truly understands the importance of why we're here tonight to pray. Well, tonight we're honored to have that someone with us. For many of you, you may already know him. Our guest speaker this evening is David Seavers. Yes. He's the head football coach for the Papa Bluff Mills. Go Mills. He attended and played football for Southeast Missouri State. After graduating in 1988, he moved to Popper Bluff and has been a part of this community since that time. He's been a history teacher, a Raston coach, leader of the FCA for the school. He's been a supporter of the Fields of Faith annual event and so, so much more. He's married to Julie Seavers. He has two daughters. Church, would you help me please welcome Coach David Seavers. Thanks for having me. Um, I just uh, want to get one thing out of the way real quick. I'd like to introduce uh, you to guys to somebody. Where's Michael? Michael, where's Michael Lampkin? Michael, where'd Mikey? Uh, when this blows up and it's not what you thought it was going to be and it doesn't make any sense, it's Michael's fault because he was the one that invited me to speak. So, um, so there you go. Uh, let me grab my notes here real quick. I also have a Walmart receipt. I'm not sure why that's in there. Um, one of the things that I've always been um, very honored to be is uh, part of different families. Uh, my family has always been very important to me. Athletic teams I've always been part of have always been part of my family. Uh, church families. Um, you know, I have... Um, um, I've been a teacher for 30, going my 34th year now. And I know before some of you guys try and figure out how that works, um, I started when I was eight. So I, that's why, no. Um, that's a really bad joke, sorry about that. Um, in my 33, going on 34 years of teaching, the one thing that I figured out is that things are never what you expect them to be. Things, uh, things change, things are, are um, you know, they're, they're You've got to be real flexible. Um, you know, the last few years have just been crazy uh, since I've been uh, since I've been the head coach. Uh, first year, my first game, we started two hours late because the team from St. Louis didn't show up. And then my second year, we had a hepatitis outbreak. We had to get the whole team vaccinated. And last year, the whole Rona thing and everything. So it's it's just craziness sometimes. But the one thing that you can always do is you can always know that there is. <clears throat> there is something to lean on, and, and that's your faith. But the one thing about faith is that some of the most, and, and I say this from, as somebody who grew up in church. I, I, my dad was on the church board uh, when I was younger. <clears throat> mom sang in the choir. Mom had, and still does to this day, uh, mom, had a, a, mom has a, a, a tremendous uh, angelic voice. Uh, dad, not so much. Uh, I remember sitting in church on Sunday morning, especially Christmas Eve services and stuff, candlelight services, and dad would just be singing at the top of his lungs. And I was like, oh, that's so bad. But church has always been really, really important to me. I've, I've, I grew up in Sunday school classes. I was a Sunday school teacher for a while. I was a youth group leader at our church in Jackson for, uh, for several years. And then I moved down here, uh, spent 23 years at, at fellowship. 
uh, when Doug Osborne started the, the Bluff Church uh, about 10 years ago. I, I went and visited that church and found a new church home. Church has always been something that's really, really important to me. The, the thing um, about church is that it's something you can always fall back on. I remember I, had, I, I for about 23 years, I was a social studies teacher. I, if any of you guys uh, are athletically inclined and want to go into teaching, I see a lot of former students in here. Um, I now watch kids lift and run all day. I highly recommend that. I haven't graded a test in 10 years. It's awesome. But um, church has always been very, very important to me. Uh, unfortunately, in today's society, you have to be real careful about how much you let your church get involved with school. I remember it's, I was a social studies teacher, and we were talking. I don't even know what we were talking about. And a kid just said, Coach, you talk about church a lot. Why is church so important to you? And it kind of threw me. And I was like, um, well, I didn't really know how to answer that in a school setting because I didn't want to get in trouble. Now I don't care. It doesn't matter anymore. Um, but uh, I said, it just makes you whole. Your religion makes you whole. It, it just kind of fills in all the gaps. It gives you a reason to, to wake up every morning. It gives you a reason to believe. The thing that, the thing that I have found in my walk... Um, and I think the reason they call it a walk is because it never ends. You just, your, your growth, your, 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 your walk with God, it's perpetual. It, it never ends. You're, you're never good enough. You're never done uh, with your walk. But the one thing that I find really interesting, and especially as a teacher, um, is that some of, the, some of the most churchy things in my life haven't happened at church. They happen in just everyday stuff that goes on around you. The thing is, you just have to be able to, uh, to see and to recognize and accept and understand what's going on. 2 Timothy 1 uh, says, God didn't make us to be timid. He gave us a, he gave us a, a spirit of, of courage. He didn't make us to be timid. As an educator, you have to be pretty brave because of all the stuff that you come around and the, all the stuff that you see and the things that are thrown at you every day. Um, but once again, with all that being said, um, as important as church has been to me, um, some of the most influential things in my life haven't happened at church. Some of them are church-related, uh, some of them aren't. Um, as the introduction said, I've been involved with FCA since I came down here. Coach Ray used to run the huddle, and I was kind of his second-in-command, and, and then he moved off, and, and I took over. I guess I've kind of been in charge of huddle, which means I just make sure that we have donuts every Friday morning, and, and the kids and, and youth pastors, Zach spoke for us a couple of times, and, and uh, we lean heavily on the youth pastors in town and stuff. Um, but one of the things that is so remarkable to me is that when you, look at, when you look at the world and you're able to see things and recognize them as uh, not just random occurrences, but opportunities that God has put in front of you to see and to realize uh, the majesty of, of his work. Um, just a couple of examples, um, and, and I, I'm going to try to not ramble on, um, but... When I was in college, uh, I was lucky enough to, 
the, the kids, my, my, some of my players have always asked me, Coach, did you play pro ball? I said, guys, I came really, really close. I was growing up. I, uh, I, I dreamed of going to Ohio State and playing for the Steelers. And I told them I was this close because I played at SEMO. So that's, that's as close as it got. Um, we were on, a, we were on a, a road trip down to Mississippi. And uh, I happened to notice that when we pulled up, there were a bunch of Special Olympics buses, um, vans and stuff parked out front. And there was a regional Special Olympics uh, competition going on. And just, I don't know how many van loads of Special Olympic athletes were staying at the same hotel we were at. And we're sitting there and it'd been a long trip, you know, and hear a knock on my door and I go to the door and there's this nice lady standing there and she says, are you with the football team? I said, yes, ma'am. She goes, would you guys mind signing autographs? She said, we got a bunch of Special Olympics kids here and they're, they're, they heard there's a college football team and we'd love to have you sign their autographs or sign autographs for them. And I said, ma'am, we're from SEMO. I said, this is, we're in, you know, we're not really a college football team uh, just by name only. And she said, she said, hey, no offense, but they're not gonna care. They just know that you're a college football team. So I said, well, okay. So I went and I knocked on all the rooms and I said, hey, Special Olympics kids here, they want some autographs. And so probably for the next 45 minutes, me and most of my teammates were signing everything that these little kids could bring to us. And the thing that, why I look at that as one of the more churchy things in my life is I remember that looking at those little kids and I'm just saying, man, that's just, I, I just saw God in all of them because they didn't care that we were from SEMO and that we weren't really that good and we had lost the first two games of the year. They just, they were just kids of God. And they were, they were just full of life. And it just, it just that, was, that was so impactful for me because those little kids didn't care. They just were happy. And they were, like I said, they were really, really super excited to see us, even though um, really reason, no reason to be. Um, when I started coaching down here, we, we uh, had lots of road trips. And I can remember before I graduated to driving the equipment truck so I didn't have to ride the buses, uh, lots and lots of miles on the back of a bus. And I can, I can vividly remember sitting there uh, listening to the kids thinking, wow, you really shouldn't be saying some of the stuff you're saying. But then at the same time, listen to some other conversations and kids like Doug Osborne, who started a church and now he's churching down in Florida and, and little Bill Ta uh, Turner, you sit and listen to kids talk on the back of a school bus and they're, they're evangelizing to each other. It's awesome. As a, as a, as a teacher and a coach, you don't, you don't get that opportunity so much in the classroom, but holy smokes, in the athletic fields, it's amazing. It's amazing. Now, there's some kids that you're like, wow, you really should listen to your friends a little bit more, but it's, it's just amazing that when you let, when you let kids uh, express themselves, uh, you know, what they will say. Um, FCA and Fields of Faith, huge events in my life. FCA and Fields of Faith have always been really, really big. FCA, uh, Fields of Faith, once again, Zach's been a part of that. A lot of you guys have, uh, have attended those. And the speakers and the testimonials and, and all that good stuff, it's always very, very impressive. And it's always worth the time and it's always worth everybody's effort. But some of the most impressive things I've ever seen at Fields of Faith weren't scripted at all. 
this is before we started having it out at the out at the new school, which, by the way, Fields of Faith, I think, is going to be back at the old stadium this year. Um, it's right after the Passion of the Christ came out, and my daughter, my my youngest, who I just sent off to college this week, so I'm empty nest. It's kind of weird. Um, they're showing a video of Passion of the Christ, and Sierra really wasn't old enough at the time to understand the video that was being played, but it was the crucifixion scene, and we were standing down there on the floor. I was kind of crowd monitoring stuff, and all of a sudden, I realized Sierra, who had been about a foot in front of me, she, if she was any closer to me, she'd have been behind me because it just touched my heart tremendously that what she was seeing on the screen, I don't know if she really understood it, but she knew that it was special. She knew that it was something that was very powerful. And that was, that was a huge impact on me. We're at Fields of Faith two, three years ago maybe, and the sound system shut down. And all of a sudden, in the middle of a song. And what was amazing is the kids said, screw it. And they just kept singing. And so the praise band said, well, okay, we'll follow the kids' lead. And they grabbed their guitars and stuff and jumped up in the bleachers and started... I said, we should turn the speakers off every year. That was the most amazing thing, I think, that I had seen in a long time. Because those kids just rallied around the fact that they were there to worship God. And they weren't going to let a malfunctioning speaker stop them from doing it. And I think it might have been that same night. I'm up on top of the press box so the film crew could get some shots. And all of a sudden, during the invitation at the end, I realized that there is a kind of a spontaneous prayer circle. The couple hundred kids that were on the field just kind of automatically linked up. And a giant prayer circle started up on the football field. That was huge. And that's not something that, that's not something that happened in church. It was a church event. But um, once again, things just, um, things just happened, you know. Uh, FCA has been really, really big. Like I said, we lean heavily on the youth pastors and the students step up. And, and this year we had several teachers step up and speak to us. Um, so, you know, we got to kind of be careful and we, you know, we were, you know, we're, we're lucky because a lot of schools won't let that kind of stuff go on in their, in their schools. But, um, whenever we have, whenever we have FCA, I always have a speaker lined up, but I've always got a plan B in case the speaker doesn't show up or forgets or whatever. And one day, <clears throat> speaker didn't show up. And so I said, well, okay, guys. I said, plan B, here we go. And I said, well, wait a minute. I said, does anybody have anything they'd like to say? And there was a young lady sitting there by the name of Audrey Sisney. Some of you may know Audrey. And I, I just happened to look right at her and I said, Audrey, do you have a plan B? And she said, well, yeah, actually I do. And she reaches in her school bag and she, she pulls out about four or five handwritten pages of stuff that she had been thinking about that from a religious standpoint, and it was awesome. You know, it wasn't expected, it wasn't planned, it wasn't anything to it. And, the, and the, it, it's just one of those things where our speaker didn't show up, and of the 40 or 50 kids that were sitting there, I looked at Audrey and I said, you got anything you want to share? And she's like, sure. And she just took off, and it was just awesome. So, once again, some of the most important churchy things in my life haven't really happened um, at church. Um, one thing that since I've been head coach, uh, that we've done is, uh, and you guys take, you guys help us every year. And I really, really appreciate it is, is we have team meals on Thursday night and we go around to the different churches, the churches sponsor meals and you guys make some awesome dinner rolls. Um, 
but you guys sponsor us every year. And that's huge because for some of these kids, um, I've, had, I've had people say, well, you need to have testimonials and stuff on that day. I said, I can't do that because it's school or whatever. So we just make it real optional. And we have, the, we have the, the church leaders always, you know, say a prayer over the meal and stuff. But once again, to get those kids in, into God's house and just let them fellowship together. Uh, once again, not exactly church, but I think it's pretty, pretty powerful. So, um, you know, we've had, we have team chaplains. A few years ago, we got in trouble. We can't have team chaplains anymore, so we have life coaches. Um, can't call them chaplains anymore. Um, and our, t- our team chaplains, every year, after every game, they'd invite the other team to pray with us. Well, once again, we can't do that. We, threatened, we were threatened to get sued if we kept doing that. So the team chaplains don't do it anymore. So every year since then, one of the kids has just stepped up, okay, and just kind of taken over. You know, we start every day with prayer. We, we end every, we end every, every practice with, with a, a, a prayer. And it just every year, a kid steps up and just kind of takes that role. And it's really cool to see a senior in high school, you know, before the game, walk over to the opposing coach and say, hey, would you like to pray with us, pray with us after the game? And so that's, if you come to a home game, last year with the Ronas, we couldn't do that because, you know, you play, play a game, but you couldn't, couldn't pray together. Um, so, but I'm hoping that we can do that again this year because I think that's just uh, an awesome thing. So, um, so the last, um, last thing I want to say, kind of in conclusion, um, lots and lots of what goes on around you, um, it might just seem like everyday occurrences. But like I said earlier, I would rather look at them as opportunities that God has put before you to understand and to, to hear his word. One of the most powerful things I think has ever happened to me, I had a good friend of mine uh, way, way long ago when I was wrestling in high school. Uh, there was a kid from Scott City. I grew up in Jackson. There was a kid from Scott City. His name was Derek Hodges, and Derek was a bleeder. Every time we wrestled, I busted his nose. Derek bled a lot. And um, his son died in a car wreck. Um, it's been probably 10, 15 years ago now. And I sent him a, I sent Derek a, a sympathy card and, and, you know, the whole works. A couple weeks went by. I'd gone to Jackson to visit my mom. And I said, hey, listen, I think I'm going to run and say hi to Derek. And so I get to his house. I hear music in the back. So I just, I walk around to the back of his house. And he and his wife see me. And they just burst into tears. And I was like, oh. Well, geez, I, you know, I didn't understand this. And I was, like, I was like, Derek, man, I'm really sorry. He said, no. He said, Dave, he said, you won't believe this. He said, but we haven't been able to look at any of the cards and stuff that people sent us until today. And we just put your card down. The card you sent us. He said, we just read it. He says, as I'm putting it down on the table, you walk around the corner. Okay, so that's. That's either the biggest coincidence in the world or God put me in Jackson to go visit mom, to go visit Derek at that time. And we spent, Derek and his wife, wonderful people, they just cried and cried and cried and cried. And after about 15 minutes of them crying and and me crying and, and whatever, they settled down and we just sat and talked for an hour, had the best time in the world. But once again, one of the most powerful things that's ever happened to me, and it just... I, I feel that it's one of the most God-driven things that ever happened to me, and it was in somebody's backyard 
on a nice house on a golf course. So um, one of the things as an educator, in conclusion, that I find so fascinating is every day, and for you educators that are in here know this, every day you have, if you're an elementary teacher, you've got 25 or 30. If you're a high school teacher, junior high teacher, you probably got 100 different, 100 plus opportunities to impact kids' lives every day. And I, had, I can't say that I've always done the best job at that, but I'd like to think that I, that I over 34 years, 33 years, I've, I, I, I would like to think that I've done a decent job of trying to help kids through stuff. And so the, the, the opportunity that God has given me um, is I, I don't take it lightly. And I just, I, just uh, I really appreciate you guys uh, giving me the opportunity to speak. Um, it's, it's been a privilege. Uh, it's been my honor. And um, just, guys, welcome to the new school year, and let's hope it goes smooth. Thank you very much. This time we're going to have a time of prayer. We're going to ask all of the school administrators, all of the teachers, all of the staff, if they would come forward, please. We want to bring them up forward along the front. We want to pray over you. representation here. Let's give our teachers and administrators a hand. Yes. We're going to pray a prayer over these, and then as soon as we're done praying, we're going to ask uh, you teachers and administrators to turn around and face the crowd as soon as we're done praying. But church, I'm going to ask you if you would stand for just a moment and stretch your hand this way, and we're just going to believe by faith. We're going to go to the Lord in prayer on behalf of these. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, we come to you in the strong and in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says it's the name that is above every name. And Lord, we just give you thanks, God, for each and every individual that's up here tonight. Lord, we know that there's many more that couldn't make it for various reasons. But Lord, this representation of people here... God, I'm thanking you, Lord, for the call that you've put on their life to do their respective jobs, whether it's in administration, whether it's in the classroom to teach, whether it's staff. God, we thank you, Lord, that you've given them a call to stand in the gap and educate the next generations that are coming up. God, we pray for a safe environment for our schools, for our students, and for everyone that's here. We pray, God, that you would keep them from harm, not just on school property, but God, in their homes, in their families, in their lives, Lord, we pray a hand of protection would be on them, God, that they would be able to uh, have a, a good learning environment where there's safety, God, where there's no fear. Lord, we also pray that COVID, that's become such a real deal. We see how it's impacted our, our local community, God, our state, our nation, this entire world. Lord, we believe by faith in the name of Jesus, God, that you're just going to keep that pestilence at bay. God, we stand on Psalm 91, that the pestilence would not come near us. God, Lord, that they would be able to operate as a school the way that they need to operate, Lord. God, we pray for community support of these teachers and of this staff and of these administrators. Lord, where the community would, would gather around them, God, and support them in everything that they do. Lord, we pray for each of them to have wisdom 
and integrity, God, and patience in the classroom and have energy, Lord, for the things in front of them. God, give them a sense of humor whenever they're teaching. Lord, we pray that they would be approachable, Lord, where students would have an ease around them, where they can relate to them and be supportive. God, we pray, Lord, that you would give them grace and mercy. Lord, just as you've extended us grace and mercy, let them extend the same kind of grace and mercy to each other and to the students, Lord. God, we pray that they would be examples for the students to take after and to follow, that there would be nothing about them to be ashamed of, God, where they could literally, uh, their lives would be a light that other students could follow after them in their footsteps. Lord, we pray that you would keep violence at bay. God, we pray that you would keep bullying at bay. God, that you would keep any kind of threat at bay, Lord, where you would just have a supernatural protection around all the surrounding communities and the different school districts, Lord. God, we pray that there would be discipline in the school. We pray that there would be a sense of fairness in the school. God, we also pray that these teachers and these administrators, they have a, a, a heavy burden, Lord. There's a lot that's put on them. I pray that they would be encouraged. God, let them encourage each other, Lord. Let the students encourage them and let them encourage the students, Lord. And finally, God, we pray in the name of Jesus that they would be able to see the fruit of their labor. God, that they can look back at the end of each school year, God, or if even each day where they can realize that they have truly made a difference in the lives of students. We ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Now I'm going to ask these, if, if you would, if you would face the crowd and Pastor Zach is going to come up and pray. I'm going to go ahead and ask all students, from the smallest student to the, even those in college, just go ahead and come forward right now if you would. If you're not comfortable, you can keep your distance or whatever you need to do. But if you would, we'd love to pray for you. just ask everyone that wants to or that would to just come up behind them. You might not be able to get right behind them. Just come up behind them. We're going to surround them in prayer tonight. Let us pray. Father, we come before you right now, surrounding our students, Lord, in prayer. We ask first for health. I speak health over these students. I pray protection of their health in the name of Jesus. I pray for not just physical health, but I pray for also their mental health, God, that they would have peace that the struggle and the fight with fear or anxiety or depression that they would win because they have you, Christ Jesus, in their soul and in their hearts. I pray they would rely on your power and your strength to have a sound mind, that they would rely on reading your word and getting into the word and worship 
that they would rely on that, Lord, to fuel their life, that they would, Lord, trust you with their health mentally and physically and emotionally, God, that you would make them strong in the power of your might, Holy Ghost, that they would rely on you completely and fully in the name of Jesus. I pray, Father God, for their studies. I pray you'd help them, Lord. These past year and a half have been so hard on students learning, so hard on teachers with curriculum, so hard to learn online. We might even have students in this room who might even be just a little bit behind. I pray, God, you would help them, Lord, to set their mind and their heart to learning, God, that you would help them have supernatural ability to kept, catch up, Lord. I pray for those students who struggle in school, Lord, who, who have lacking confidence, that you would fill them with confidence, that you would help them, Lord, have parents and teachers around them to push them to work hard, to push them to trust you, Father God. I ask these things in the name of Jesus. I pray, God, that students would have patience with teachers in Jesus' name. I pray they have patience with those who are trying to teach them Lord Jesus, that they would be gracious to them, Lord God, and that these students that are here tonight would be peacekeepers in the classroom, peacekeepers in the hallway, peacekeepers on the field. I ask this in the name of Jesus. I pray, God, this year that students would be full of faith, that they would be unashamed of the faith and the hope that is within them in Jesus' name. And I pray this year wouldn't be a year, Lord Jesus, that takes their faith, but instead they would rely on you and they, they would let the trial and the struggle build their faith in Jesus' name. I pray, God, for protection over every school in our area, every college, Lord Jesus. I pray protection over these students in this place, and I pray protection over every school, Lord. We pray you'd stop any attack of the enemy, any advance to harm or hurt these students, Lord. We speak in the name of Jesus. We cover them, Lord Jesus, and surround them in prayer in Jesus' name. And I pray once more, God, that these students have someone in their life, in the school and outside of the school, encouraging them, building them up, giving them confidence, but also correcting them and helping them take the right steps forward in the name of Jesus. I pray, God, the students in this room that cannot stand school, I pray, God, you give them a passion for learning, that they would see the value in it in the name of Jesus, all the way from preschool through college. I pray, God, that they would just hold on to and understand how important it is to get an education, Lord Jesus. And I pray tonight also that these people in this room, God, tonight and going forward would surround these students in prayer. They would surround these teachers and administration in prayer. And I pray, God, students would pray for students, that students would pray for teachers and teachers would pray for students. We ask these things in the wonderful, powerful, mighty name of Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, and the Lord of Lords, we put our trust and our faith in you. And we believe, Lord, we believe that the fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much, God. And we stand on your word tonight in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Amen and amen. Would you give it up one more time for Coach Severs for coming and sharing his heart? Would you also give it up for the youth band? I'm a little partial, but I think they did a really good job. Yeah.
It's going to be a great school year. Look forward to it, kids. It's going to be good. So I'm going to ask if you would, before you move, if, you, if you're a student and you came tonight and you rode the van, we're going to give you a time to just go ahead and go out.